Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. We can learn a lot from the animal world. This month, I'm going to be sharing self-care hacks I've learned from animals. The first critter on my list is the sea otter. I'd never really seen a sea otter up close and personal until we went to Alaska and Pedro and I went down to Seward to go on a kayak trip. Along the way, we saw a few sea otters and I hope to get better pictures of them or great pictures of birds. If you don't know me very well by now, you should know this. I love taking photos of animals and especially of birds. Pedro had some emails he needed to answer for work, so he decided to sit in the truck Well, I decided to walk around the harbor, hoping to get some great pictures of birds. Unfortunately, piles of gray clouds had dropped lower, and I had little hope of getting excellent photos of birds, which usually require bright sunshine. Instead, I ended up getting amazing photos of sea otters. The first otter encounter took place on the outside of the harbor jetty. As I walked along the shoreline snapping photos of tiny sandpipers, movement in the water caught my attention. A sea otter poked his head up and flipped over on his back about 25 feet away from me, close enough for my telephoto lens to get some excellent photos. For the next 20 minutes, I watched the sea otter dive and come up with crabs for his lunch. With each successful catch, he would float on his back and would wash over him, but he held on tight to his lunch and ignored them. When he swam out into Resurrection Bay, I climbed back up to the parking lot level and headed toward the boat slips. I wandered around for five minutes looking for birds, and then I glanced over and saw another sea otter lounging in the water. So do sea otters actually lounge? I think so. She looked like she was lounging and catching catnaps in the aqua waters of the harbor. Or maybe she looked like a koala's cousin with minuscule ears and a long tail. Whatever the case, she seemed unperturbed by my presence. I snapped photos of her until I noticed a second sea otter lounging on the back of a yacht. The second otter alternated between grooming itself and rolling around on the tiny deck. Eventually, it rolled off the back of the yacht and came to check in with the other sea otter based on their different colorings, sizes, and interactions. I assumed they were probably a sow-pup pair. Eventually, the clouds started spitting rain, so I pulled my raincoat out to cover my camera and kept on observing. If only my coat had a half of the otter coat's thickness, I thought, I could stay out here as long as I wanted to. The naturalist on the glacier cruise we'd taken a few days earlier had explained that sea otters have the densest fur of all animals, marine or land. A square inch of otter skin has more hair than the entire German Shepherd dog. In fact, someone took the time to count how many hairs per square inch and they found between 750,000 hairs per square inch and 1 million hairs per square inch. And I used to think our German shepherds had a lot of hair, especially in the spring when they started shedding. The otter can outlast a human any day in the cold Alaskan waters. Humans can only survive 15 to 30 minutes. And sea otters? Well, they live in the water 95% of the time. So why do they have all that hair? Well, Sea otters have all that hair for a good reason. Unlike their country cousins, members of the weasel family, river otters, they spend their lives in the ocean, 
even giving birth in the open water. Other marine mammals have healthy layers of blubber to keep them warm or help them float. Sea otters just have a lot of hair. In fact, mama sea otters have been known to sink-proof their pups by excessive grooming. The grooming traps air in the fine baby fur, turning it into an unsinkable raft. The mamas also tie their babies up with kelp to keep them from floating away. Sea otters spend a large portion of every day grooming themselves or grooming their pups. Because of their beautiful fur, hunters almost wiped out the entire population of sea otters. This lust for fur caused other problems in the kelp ecosystem where sea otters make their homes. Sea otters keep the sea urchin population in check. When sea urchins overpopulate, the kelp ecosystem suffers. For this reason, scientists call sea otters a keystone species. One can look at the health of the sea otter population to judge how well the rest of the ecosystem is faring. The cool drizzle turned into a cold downpour, so I made my way downtown to find a warm drink while I waited for Pater to finish writing his emails. As I waited in line inside a steaming coffee shop, I thought about my sea otter friends floating in the harbor and all the things they could teach me. So here are six self-care hacks that I learned from sea otters. Hack number one, improvise. Sea otters are one of the few animals to use tools. They will use rocks to crack open oyster shells. How often do I stand around waiting for an answer instead of looking for a solution? I need to think outside the box and improvise just like a sea otter does. Hack number two, hang on to each other. When out in the open waters, sea otters float in groups of tens to hundreds or more. When the waters get rough, they link arms to stay together. How often do I seek solitude when I should reach out for my friends? Hack number three, self-care is vital for sea otter survival. And mine too. Sea otters don't suffer from vanity. They know if they want to stay warm and keep afloat, they need to groom themselves. How often do I set aside my own basic needs and start to drown because of it? Even worse, how often do I criticize others for their self-care routines? We have to take care of ourselves first. That doesn't mean we have to indulge ourselves, but we do need to take care of our basic mental, academic, artistic, physical, and spiritual needs so that we have something to give other people. Hack number four, every life matters, including my own. When one species or race suffers, we all suffer. How often do I think that the way I treat my fellow humans or the environment I live in really matters? It does matter. When I lift others up, I will rise as well. Hack number five, be flexible and graceful. Sea otters have to groom all of their fur because their lives depend upon it. And all that grooming requires a great bit of flexibility. Imagine trying to groom your back. Well, sea otters somehow manage. And it looks pretty graceful most of the time. And they're very flexible. But how often do I act in a rigid, unbending way instead of meeting life's challenges with flexibility and grace? And hack number six, I need to live life with gusto. Whether they're eating, playing, or fishing, sea otters seem to do it with gusto. Even lounging. How often do I act like a crab instead of a sea otter? So don't forget the six self-care hacks from sea otters. Hack number one, improvise. Hack number two, Hang on to someone else. Don't try to do life alone. Hack number three, 
Self-care is vital for survival. Hack number four, every life matters, including my own. Hack number five, be flexible and graceful. And hack number six, live life with gusto. Come back next week when I share five lessons I've learned from doll sheep on what to do when you perceive a threat. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.